Did you know that there are actually four different versions of ChatGPT? In this episode, you'll discover them all, how much they cost, as well as their benefits and limitations. I'll unpack all of this after the intro. You're listening to the Macpreneur Podcast, the show that helps solopreneurs save time and money by streamlining how they run their business on their Mac. Here is your host and technology mentor, Damien Schwarz. If this is the first episode that you're listening to, welcome to the Macpreneur Tribe. And if you're a long-time Macpreneur listener, thank you for tuning back in. As a fellow solopreneur, I appreciate that you dedicate these 15-ish minutes with me every week. This is the third episode of Season 3, which is entirely dedicated to exploring the world of artificial intelligence. And for the occasion, I've compiled a list of 10 AI tools that every Macpreneur needs to know about if they want to be more efficient and have a competitive edge. You can grab your own copy by visiting macpreneur.com forward slash AI. Each tool comes with a brief overview and a direct link so you can seamlessly integrate them into your workflow. Visit macpreneur.com forward slash AI and you'll instantly discover cutting edge tools that few other solopreneurs even know existed. At this stage, you're in one of three camps. Either you've already using ChatGPT, or you've heard of it, but you've never used it, or you just discovered it with this podcast. Either way, the good news is that you're at the right place, my MacPoint friend, because in this episode, I'll dive deep into ChatGPT and explore its various versions, from the free plan to the mighty API key. So here's a brief overview of what ChatGPT is. It's a large language model developed by OpenAI. And the GPT at the end stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. I've explained a little bit what it means in episode 68. So you can refer to that if you need more info regarding the AI models. ChatGPT is the first commercially available AI chatbot that was good enough for practical text-related applications. It's actually the fastest growing online service of this kind. So within the first week of availability, it had 1 million active users. And in just two months, it got 100 million monthly active users. At the time of recording, it's November 7th, it has 100 million weekly active users. And so, yeah, there are four versions, ChatGPT Free, ChatGPT Plus, ChatGPT Enterprise, and ChatGPT API. API stands for Application Programming Interface. And so, how much does it cost? Well, obviously, the free plan is free, but then the ChatGPT Plus costs $20 per month. The ChatGPT Enterprise doesn't have any price list, Apparently, it depends from the size of the organization, but OpenAI doesn't disclose uh, that amount. And then there's the ChatGPT API version, and the cost depends from the model. There are are two main models, version 3.5 and version 4, but also the maximum number of words that can be exchanged during a conversation. Now, to give you an idea... My total usage over the month of August, September, and October combined was (laughs) $1.72. In other words, it cost me less than $1 per month 
and I'm using it almost daily. So now let's start with ChatGPT 3 and look at its main features. ChatGPT 3 allows to configure what we call custom instructions. And those instructions will then be used for all the prompts. Uh, there are two sections, two text boxes that we can fill. The first one is called background information, where we explain maybe uh, our business, our ideal customer avatar, and various information like that. And then the second box is how ChatGPT should respond. So for instance, we could specify the tone of voice if we want a response to be concise or to be detailed and stuff like that. The next feature is that we can activate chat history. So seeing on the left part of the interface, all the conversations that we have had with ChatGPT so far, it has some caveat. I will talk about that in a few minutes. And then the third main feature of the free plan is that you can share a link to a specific conversation. So if you wanted somebody else to review a conversation, you could then do that. Uh, please note that as soon as you share the conversation, it will only be the, the messages that were sent before you started sharing that that will be visible. If you continue the conversation afterwards, the people who receive the link will not be able to see the next part of the conversation. So what are the advantages of the free plan in addition to the minimal cost? Well, it's super easy to start with. You just create an account at chat.openai.com and it doesn't have any limits on the number of messages that you send. Now, in terms of limitations, it's only capable of processing text and generating text. It doesn't have access to real-time information. And the model that is offered is the old one, is GPT 3.5. And so the answers are much less elaborate than with the latest version, which is uh, GPT 4. Now, if you enable chat history, please be aware that all the conversation, all the data that you will exchange with ChatGPT will be used to further train the model. So that could be an issue if you want to share maybe confidential information, you shouldn't do that. And the last limitation is that the context, so the, the size of the conversation is pretty limited. It's actually between 800 and 1000 words maximum. In ChatGPT parlance, we talk about tokens. So it's a 4000 token limit. But basically, it means that you can have very short conversations. It's not possible to copy paste a long blog post and have it analyze it or summarize it. Right? It's just small pieces of text that would work. This would be maybe the main reason why you would consider subscribing to ChatGPT+. It has all the same features as the free version, but because it gives you access to the GPT-4 model, it will also give you much more elaborate responses. And the conversations can go up to 30,000 words in length. So it's really great to analyze blog posts, podcast transcripts, and so very long pieces of text.
In addition to that, it has access to real-time information via Microsoft Bing, and it's multimodal. So multimodal meaning it can do more than deal with text. There is a feature called advanced data analysis. So you can upload computer code, a PDF, a Word document, presentations, Excel files, CSV files, images. And then you can ask ChatGPT to summarize, analyze, edit, and you can even ask it to create graphs. I saw an example of somebody uploading a CSV file with data on a country-by-country basis, and ChatGPT was able to create a map, a graph with a map showing the value with different colors over the world map. And if that was not enough, you can also integrate third-party plugins. There are more than 1,000 plugins available at the time of recording. And the one that I use the most is called Link Reader. So for instance, when I do the news flash for EasyTech, I curate a bunch of articles from an RSS feed. And so I ask ChatGPT to go through each of the links and then make me a summary based on the content that it has found through the URL. As I said, it's multimodal, so it can also create images, and that was made available in October 2023. And it's an integration through DAL-E 3. It's another model from OpenAI that can create images. And so when you activate this integration, you can just ask ChatGPT to create images. You don't even need to know how to prompt DALI 3. It will create the best prompt possible for DALI. And what happens is that it, it will then create four square images. After that, you can decide to uh, make some changes and then it will create four new images. Or you could say, let's take the image number three and make some tweaks and, and changes. And then it will continue with just one of the four images. And then a very new feature that was released on November 6th, it's called Custom GPTs. And so these are customized versions of ChatGPT that combine specific instructions, extra knowledge, and even combination of skills. It's still rolling out at the time of recording, which means actually I don't have access yet, so I haven't been able to test it. And OpenAI, for instance, is providing already a few GPTs. Uh, one is a creative writing coach, another one is a tech advisor, uh, another one is a negotiator. And Canva, the online tool that allows to create presentations, logos, and social media post, is also, is also offering its own GPT. So it means that once it will be available, right from the ChatGPT interface, you will be able to ask Canva to create images and uh, presentations. And on top of that, when it will be released, we will be able to create our own personalized GPT. So I'm already thinking of creating MacPerna GPT with all the information that uh, it requires for uh, helping me uh, crafting uh, interesting topics and stuff like that. So then you, I can't wait to test that feature. And now let's have a look at the advantages of ChatGPT4. So first of all, it's a predictable cost, right? It's $20 per month. 
not less and not more. And it is much more capable than the free version. So it has a better predictive model, a much larger context, and it's multimodal. Now, in terms of limitations, it is capped at 50 messages every three hours. Now, it's already a lot, right? To be able to, to do that, you would need to use it heavily, but it's something worth knowing. Now, this is alleviated by the fact that when we have a ChatGPT Plus subscription, we still have access to GPT 3.5. So actually, there are two tabs at the top of the interface. And so if for any reason you would do your 50 messages in the three hours, you could still be able to go on the GPT 3.5 window and start a conversation uh, there. Another limitation is that uh, the data is used again to train the model as soon as you activate chat history. And in my experience, chat history is super, super useful. So again, be super careful. Do not share confidential information. Do not share proprietary information because if you have developed your own framework, for instance, and you ask ChatGPT to give you some feedback or to improve on it or stuff like that, this framework that you have developed might <laughs> be used afterwards by ChatGPT as a response for another user. So be super careful with that. And so there are actually two ways to prevent data leakage. One way is to use the ChatGPT Enterprise version. It has exactly the same features as ChatGPT+. In addition to that, there are no message caps. So it's unlimited messages. And because it's built for the enterprise, people or employees can create chat templates and then share those internally. And then it offers other enterprise features like single sign-on, domain verification, and analytics. So the biggest advantage is that the data is not used for training the model. So it's really ideal when dealing with confidential information. Now, you need to fill a form to get a price quote, which I have done a few days ago, and I'm still awaiting a response. I don't know yet how much it costs for a solopreneur. And as soon as I have some information, I will report back on, on social media for sure. Now, it's not a big deal because there is another way to use ChatGPT while making sure that our data isn't used for training the model. And that's the API version of ChatGPT. So yes, whatever information is transmitted to and from OpenAI via the API, so application programming interface, there is no risk of leakage. Now, the other reason you should consider using the API version is that it integrates very well with Mac applications like Shortcuts, Raycast, PopClip, and a bunch of other applications. So no need to open a browser. You just invoke ChatGPT from within those applications or macOS itself. And I will cover these applications in the next episode. 
There are other advantages. For instance, when we use the API, we can choose between GPT 3.5 and GPT 4. And for GPT 3.5, we can have four times the context window. So we can use GPT 3.5 with the API and have conversations that can go up to 4,000 words. We also have the ability to use other AI models from OpenAI, so Whisper for transcriptions, but also DALI for image generation. And because it's pay-per-use, it's much cheaper than the ChatGPT Plus subscription. As you remember, it's costing me less than $1 per month using the API. And I think I'm using it quite extensively. But on top of that, it's even possible to define a monthly budget. I've set mine at $10. And you could even create an email notification threshold, which I personally put at $5. And another advantage is that it's multimodal, like ChatGPT Plus or Enterprise. We just need to invoke the GPT-4 with Vision API. And then it's possible to analyze images, documents, presentations, and create Excel graphs uh, from data, like we can do from the, the browser version. Now, there are some limitations of uh, the API version. It is less straightforward to set up and use. You need to sign up via a different URL. It's platform.openai.com. Then you need to create an organization. Then you configure a payment method or you have to prepay for credits. And once you've done that, you need to generate an API key, save it somewhere, ideally in a password manager. And then you have to use that API key in all the applications that you have installed on your Mac or in shortcuts, for instance. Uh, another limitation is that it's completely separate billing and account management from ChatGPT+. So at the beginning, I was just a ChatGPT Plus subscriber and I thought, I'm paying $20 per month for ChatGPT+. I should be able to uh, create quickly an API key with that account. Unfortunately, it's totally separate. And so it's not included in the price. And in addition to that, when I started using the API keys, I was limited to GPT 3.5. And I learned that to be able to have access to GPT 4, to the API of GPT 4, I needed to have been billed at least $1 previously. So using the GPT 3.5 API, which is very, very cheap. So I needed to use it a lot to reach that $1 bill uh, threshold. Now they've changed that. If you purchase credits, they say at least 50 cents. But the problem is the minimum number of credits that you can purchase is $5. So if you purchase $5 worth of credits, then you immediately have access now to the API for GPT-4. Having said that, the main benefit of making the effort required to get an API key is that it can help us save valuable time on our Mac. So rather than always needing to open a browser window, create a new conversation, it's possible to quickly invoke ChatGPT on our Mac in three ways. First, 
directly from the menu bar. There are applications that come with a menu bar component, which gives us direct access to ChatGPT in the top right corner from our Mac. The second way is via a floating text box similar to the Spotlight Search, right? So some applications that offer that functionality natively. And if you've installed Raycast or if you're using Raycast, then you just need to install a ChatGPT extension or a ChatGPT capable extension. You configure it with your API key and then directly from Raycast, you are able to uh, chat with ChatGPT. And the third way is right after selecting text. This is in fact how I interact the most with ChatGPT using the API. So there is an application called PopClip for which you can install ChatGPT plugins. And so I can tell you, it's so good to simply select some text in notes, then get this text summarized for Instagram in a few seconds without needing to leave the app. Just selecting the text, choosing the thing I want to do with ChatGPT and automatically the text that was selected is replaced by the summary for Instagram. Now, to keep this episode short and sweet, I will cover these kinds of applications in the next episode. So to recap, I have started by defining what ChatGPT is, the four versions that are available today and how much each cost. Then for each version, I have covered their respective features, advantages, and limitations. In summary, ChatGPT3 is a great starting point for solopreneurs who want to test the water for text-related tasks that require very little context. Now, as soon as you'd like to process larger text, or if you want to be able to access real-time information, or you want data analysis, for instance, then a $20 ChatGPT Plus subscription is the best option. Provided that you're okay sharing data that will then be used to further train the AI model. So to prevent this from happening, you have two options, the enterprise or the API version of ChatGPT. I recommend starting with the API version because you don't need any approval. It's very affordable and then you'll be able to easily incorporate ChatGPT in your workflow on your Mac. Now, if you've never used ChatGPT before, I hope this episode has motivated you to start experimenting with it. And if you've already started, I'm really curious to know what specific use cases have helped you so far. You can DM me on Instagram. My handle is at MacPonerFM. In the next episode, I will explore seven ways to make the most of ChatGPT on your Mac, whether you use a free version, the ChatGPT Plus subscription, or the API version. It will be full of practical applications, and I will share with you how I've personally integrated ChatGPT in my own workflows. So that's it for today. If you haven't done it yet, visit macponercom slash AI to grab your own copy of the top 10 AI tools cheat sheet, this PDF will give you the edge that you need to boost your solo business in this fast pacing world. Once again, it's macpreneur.com forward slash AI. Until next time, I'm Damien Schroers, wishing you a great day. 
You've been listening to the MacBurner podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend right now.